Live from San Diego, California, we go live to the newsroom with your host for Nick's Nerd. Oh, well, hello and welcome to the show. It's me, your host, Nick of Nick's Nerd News. Would you expect anybody else? Well, folks, welcome back to the show. We are now in the final week of April. It is April 26th, and May is Friday. We are also approaching our two-year anniversary here at Nick's Nerd News, which is fucking nuts. Jesus Christ. Um, I can't believe it's been that long. Anyway, as always, you know, I like you guys to... Uh, Come and join me on, on my fantastic voyage every week as we get into the nonsense and the reads, if you will. And, well, it's uh, slow going over here, but you know what? It's, it's perfectly fine for that. So, what, uh, what do you guys say we do some, I don't know, I'm kidding, I don't know where we're going with that, anyway, thanks again for uh, coming to listen, as you guys know, I'm here as a constant for you guys, because God forbid I disappeared uh, during all these times, because I I think you guys might lose your minds without me, (laughs) anyway, anyway, as always, um, I'm not going to push it on you guys, but like and subscribe if you want. Share with your friends if you want. That is not something I want to push on you guys, as always. It is totally, totally up to you. Yet here I am begging for your... Uh, uh, begging for your your likeness to enjoy me on a weekly basis. But you know what? No matter... Let's get into what we're all here for. Let's see what's going on in the video game world, shall we? Well, as you all look for something to do in these trying times, I'm sure a lot of you are looking for a Nintendo Switch if you never bought one. Well, joke's on you, unfortunately, but uh, they're in very, very, very short supply. And it looks like the culprit... Are resellers using auto-buying bots? Uh, as what I've seen, Nintendo Switch prices have skyrocketed on, on second, uh, second-hand uh, websites and things like this. And essentially they're being exploited. Uh, Motherboard actually did an in- investigation. Uh, and they discovered uh, something called like BirdBot. It's an open-source tool that people are using to buy up all the Switches. And... Some of these switches are going for $500 on eBay or more. Some bundles with Animal Crossing are going for $750. Are you you kidding me? The thing is $300 and a game is $60. For $750, they're in that short of supply right now. And, and, oh god, this is ridiculous. So, Motherboard interviewed the creator of BirdBot. This guy said, 
Quote, me and my friends were talking about reselling Nintendo Switches, and at one point my friend nicknamed Bird told me I should make a bot, and here we are today. That's ridiculous, man. You're screwing all these over people over in a time when they need it the most, possibly. Uh, they don't need it. Let, let me clarify that. They don't need it, but they would like to have it. But in, in response to this, Nintendo uh, says they will attempt to boost output. Uh, NPD came out and showed that Switch was the number one selling console last month. And with Animal Crossing, it ended up being like Switch's best month and best game seller since the thing launched two years ago in March, or almost three years ago in March. So that's really, really crazy. Uh, they want to produce at least 10 more units of the Switch in 2020 um, than they did in 2019. And they did about 20 million last year. And uh, part of that, of course, is people are just home and looking for something to do if they've played everything else. Uh, parts suppliers said they've covered, received orders of up to 50% larger than normal. So people love the Switch. Go get a Switch Lite, people, if you want to, uh, if you don't want the full one, but obviously a lot of people want to be able to play on their, their console or on their TV, excuse me. Anyway, that's nuts, huh? Switches in high demand. Two, almost three years. It is three years after the launch. Crazy. Uh, if you guys have been holding out hope for System Shock 3, which was announced, oh, almost a decade ago, I think, at this point, well, uh, you're in luck, because the developers confirmed that it is still coming. If you had any doubt in your mind, you don't have to worry, because it's still in development. So... Let's uh, let's see. Let's take a look at when this is coming, because I know that people love the System Shock games. Let's take a look. Where's the second one? Looking here, and wow. Okay, System Shock Three was originally announced oh, okay it hasn't been a decade but it's it's been almost over five years almost uh since system shock 3 was originally announced so do not give up just yet uh if you guys have been playing fortnite i'm sure you've noticed a lot of changes recently uh deadpool and the x-force recently hopped in on the fun and uh, also travis scott had a record launch party inside of fortnite whatever i mean i'm not the biggest fan of travis scott but i mean some of his songs are okay uh, personally i just it's taste music is all is all taste based so i'm not i'm not getting into that right now but yeah so that brought in a lot of numbers and a lot of viewers and you can get a travis scott skin and all that um and also big news you can officially get fortnite through the google play store now something was going on where where um Epic and Google were fighting, and you couldn't actually officially get it through the Play Store. You actually had to sideload it through a separate app, and I, I don't know, Google and Epic duking it out over stupid shit, but they uh, they announced you can finally officially get it through the Play Store, so if you're playing Fortnite on mobile, which I don't know how many people really do that, you can switch over, obviously, if you're on an Android device. Um, speaking of PC games, which we weren't... <laughs> 
you can uh, you're gonna have to wait for Death Stranding on PC because the release has been delayed to July. So that's a thing. Anyway, July for Death Stranding on PC. I have still haven't really gone back to that game, and I need to. PAX West, if you guys were hoping to go, uh, which used to be PAX Prime, which takes place in Seattle every year, is still set for uh, September as of this year. Uh, right now, organizers have yet to cancel. Obviously, with the ongoing uh, pandemic related to COVID-19, we don't know when things are going to be starting to open up again. I know a lot of countries are shooting for August as a an end date for lifts uh or for bans on large gatherings. Granted, I, I don't know if things are going to be that big. A big convention like that is very hard. You need to make sure everyone's wearing a mask and things like this. Uh, it's hard for cosplayers, especially if it, you can't always have a mask in certain outfits that you wear. But, you know, not everyone can go as Scorpion or Sub-Zero. But... It is the world we live in right now. So, as of right now, PAX West is still set for September. Uh, granted, not a whole lot of major announcements happen at PAX West, but things do still happen. So, uh, we'll be on the lookout for that as time goes on. GameStop, uh, always in the news lately, it seems like, has announced that they will be reopening some stores. And... Uh, they've also cut the salaries of their executives, which, you know, makes sense. And uh, they said, this is per the CEO, that since we closed stores to the public on March 22nd through omni-channel fulfillment, we've retained over 90% of our planned sales volumes in two-thirds of our stores that are conducting curbside operations. Hey, that's actually pretty good for them. Uh, they also announced that salary reductions for our senior management team and board of directors as well as a wage rate reductions for some of some other corporate and field support staff. Uh, they're also offering certain employees the option to work under a half-time, half-pay structure, uh, or temporary furlough, whichever they prefer. The CEO is taking a 50% cut. The CFO will be taking a temporary 30% cut. Uh, board of directors have also reduced cash compensation directors by 50%, and some employees will see their pay temporary, temporarily re reduced by 10 to 30%. Um, while they did mention that they are still cutting, shutting down a third of their stores forever, they um, have also adopted the curbside pickup model, and they've begun opening stores in Italy, Germany, and Austria, South Carolina, and Georgia. It's weird to go from countries to states. Are preparing to potentially reopen in the coming weeks, as I'm sure a lot of you know who live in the states. Every state here is a little different. Australia says. Uh, they've had none of their stores closed and has seen strong results continuing with, with approximately 24% comparable store sales for the nine weeks ended April 4th per GameStop. They also saw their sales decline approximately 23% year over year, which just, I'm sure, wouldn't have been as big in general, but might be a little bit bigger because of everything going on. Uh, they have around 5,500 stores, 14 countries, and they have $772 million in total cash and liquidity. Interesting. I wonder how long that would keep them afloat. I'm sure they're still a billion-dollar company, though. Anyway, it seems like the 
voice actor who played Vaz or Voss in uh, Far Cry is hinting. I was at Far. I think Far Cry Three was uh, the one he was in. Is hinting at more work being done, which people think seem to think means a new Far Cry is coming. He tweeted out a picture, of course, of his his character Voss along with those notes. And people think that this means a return to its roots, maybe, for Far Cry, as it went, it kind of worked itself into a corner with the future presented in Far Cry 5 and Far Cry New Dawn. I wonder if they're going to go back to the drawing board and kind of start over, or maybe do an offshoot of some kind, but I'd like to see them kind of go back. I don't want to live in that post-apocalyptic future anymore because now you're you're too close to what's going on in Rage at that point. But I think it would be best to maybe go back with Far Cry because there's plenty of other places that can be explored in the Far Cry universe and uh, keep it grounded in, in current reality. Hell, you could even go back in time with Far Cry. Not... Not ancient times like Far Cry Primal, because that game was fucking terrible. But, you know, maybe something in the 60s or 70s, like Vietnam, or hell, even, I don't know, something in like the 1800s. And you go back to Africa, like the second one. Or even like 1920s Mexico would be fucking killer, right? Like 1920s, 30s Mexico. Pancho Villa status, that'd be badass. Because you can stall vehicles or you can ride horses and shit. But, I don't know, I'm not... Who knows? Well, we got a logo for the Xbox Series X. Whatever that means. I mean, it's just a logo. Granted, I I don't think we're going to lose the Xbox Jewel, as it's come to be known. I think this will just be for certain marketing materials. It's so, like, Microsoft-y looking. It just says, it's like this X that's got like a blank space kind of, and then it says series, like going up. I mean, it's so, it's so like basic ass marketing that it's not even funny that I, I think it will probably just be on the box and stuff because you can't really go, go away from that jewel. I mean, the old school OG Xbox stuff was cool, but when they switched to the jewel in 360 and they refined it on the one, you just, it's such a beautiful logo. PlayStation hasn't changed theirs in 20, 30 years, so you know, Xbox doesn't need to change theirs either. But this is just for that particular console. Uh, sticking on the Microsoft train here for a second. If you guys have been waiting to play the new Flight Simulator, well, you better be prepared to have a big open space on your hard drive because that bad boy is coming in at a whopping 150 gigs for the install. That is right, 150 gigs for the install on the new flight simulator, which makes sense because it's photorealistic. It has every airport in uh, in the world, and it uses accurate data like satellite imagery, so it's, it's, not compu- it's not procedurally generated. So this is all very, very high, high-level stuff that, of course you don't want to be fucking around with to make it look really awesome. So, just be prepared. 100% it is a 150 gig install. So, just be ready for that and uh, delete some things if if you need to. 
Um, but no word yet on what will happen in the future or if it will come to console. But that that that's pretty hefty. But that that's might be a really good thing. I mean, we haven't had a new flight simulator in years, and this one looks fucking amazing. So, pretty cool, pretty cool. Also this week, Microsoft announced that Red Dead Redemption 2 will be joining Microsoft Game or Xbox Game Pass on uh, console. No word on if PC. Uh, unfortunately, though, with, with the addition of Red Dead Redemption 2, uh, GTA 5 will be removed from the platform. Um, so if you do have it on Game Pass, you will be able to purchase it at a discounted rate. And I mean, the, the thing's always on sale. But... Uh, you won't have it for free anymore, unfortunately. Uh, so just be on the lookout for that. And if you guys were on the holdout for a new WWE game this year, well, 2K announced there won't be a new one. Granted, last year's was a disaster after they ditched the company that had been making it for the last 20 years. Uh, 2K and WWE have said... Uh, and per them, we will learn the future of WWE 2K series as well as some unspecified WWE games on Monday so tomorrow so that'll be on next week's show but WWE games Twitter account announced that uh, they'll learn more on April 27th at 7 a.m. 7 a.m. Pacific otherwise uh, this is per a couple other people WWE confirmed that on their first quarter earnings call that 2k21 has been canceled I guess, uh, per their chief financial officer, there's not going to be a launch of a game this year when asked about a new WWE 2K title. Uh, I guess rumors have been circulating that it uh, might have been canceled, like I said, because of last year's issues. Uh, poor performance, numerous glitches and bugs, which I'm sure you've seen all over the internet. Uh, visual concepts took over after Uke's uh, or Uke had been working on it for so long and were removed. And 2K surprisingly hasn't re uh, said anything, but this is all per this is all per the WWE or organization. So no new 2K WWE game this year. How unfortunate. Hopefully that will allow them to fix it for uh, if there's a 22 next year. And. Uh, if you guys are big fans of Tintin, the Belgian hero, well, you're in luck, or French, you might be French, he's Belgian or French, one of the two, a Tintin game is being developed for console and PC. I don't know why, I don't care about Tintin, I, how many people do? I mean, Steven Spielberg did that movie a couple years ago, I used to watch it all the time as a kid, I think it was on HBO Family, I don't remember, but it's a little kid with the, the white fluffy dog. He's got that little poof in front of his face. But that is what is going on there. But uh, final bit of gaming news here is that uh, Nintendo has confirmed that there have been hacks into their Nintendo network ID login system. Uh, I guess it was something to do with ID login method. On its Japanese website, they said hackers were able to access user and password data for Nintendo Network IDs. They use that information to log into Nintendo accounts, make unauthorized purchases. 
apparently 160,000 accounts have been affected. They're an older form of login for Nintendo services created for the 3DS and Wii U. They're not used on the Switch. Uh, they can be used to log in. They have abolished NNID logins for Nintendo accounts, and NNIDs and Nintendo accounts that look to have been compromised will see automatic password resets. I have not seen that, so I guess I was not compromised. And there were widespread reports, I guess, of unauthorized access. Uh, they investigated the issue. They asked a lot of people to use two-factor uh, two authentic authentication for their accounts. And people who said that they also said that people who had the same password for their NNID and Nintendo account could have seen unauthorized payments on their account. Um, so make sure to look out for that. Uh, let Nintendo know and they will respond for you. Um, their cre your credit card information, though, would not have been viewable, but they could have made purchases on your account that you did not want to do. They would have access to your name, date of birth, country, region, gender, and email address, though, uh, attached to those accounts. So just be aware. Um, I'm sure this will be going on for quite a while, but just uh, look out at your Nintendo accounts and make sure no unauthorized purchases have been made. That is it for gaming this week. Let's move on to what's going on in the TV world. And it uh, looks like if you guys were holding out hope for that Green Arrow spinoff, the Green Arrow and the Canaries, which would be a female-led show, uh, with everything going on with COVID right now, it looks like uh, the state of that show is up in the air. This is per the producer, the stars of the show, everything like that. Its future is currently uncertain. Uh, if you guys watch the final season of Arrow, one of the episodes was considered a backdoor pilot for the show. Uh, I thought it was pretty good. I'm a big fan of the Arrowverse in general. I would totally have watched the show because it actually some of the best characters on the show are would have moved on to that one. So it, it is unfortunate that it isn't coming, but no matter. Hopefully it might in the future, just as of right now it's not. Because technically all the production on all the other Arrowverse shows is, is, is halted right now. And some of the current seasons will actually see a shortened season, like The Flash, will not get to end as intended as production has been halted. But we look to a bright and future 2020, 2021 TV season in the fall. This is uh, interesting and not unexpected, but nice to hear. But LeVar Burton being interviewed and being very coy <laughs> in terms of if he would appear on season two of Picard, um, which pretty much confirms that he probably will be. It's unfortunate he wasn't in the first season because if, if anyone should have been there other than Riker in terms of a story involving Data, it should have been Geordi. And the fact that he wasn't was pretty dumb. Like, yes, Picard's like, oh, Data, you're my best friend. And I'm just like, nah, bruh. Geordi was his best friend. Geordi was Data's best friend. Those dudes worked hand-in-hand in, hand in fucking engineering. Okay? Not, not Jean-Luc, okay? Because at this point, I feel like Jean-Luc claims to be best friends with every member of his senior staff. Like, nah, uh-uh. He was best friends with Riker, that's for damn sure. He was hitting on Beverly the whole time. 
and like just chilling with Jordy and Worf and Data. Unless this dude just tells everybody he's their best friend and it just means none of them are his best friends. But sounds like Jordy is going to be in season two. And I will never stop the campaign to get Q in this fucking show. You can't have a show about Jean-Luc and not have Q show up in some form. The man lives to torment Jean-Luc. Okay? Bring Q back. Bring Q back. Well, if you guys are big fans of Lucifer like I am, not the actual man, (laughs) the, the TV show, well... Uh, we already got confirmation that a season five is coming to Netflix, which is really cool considering that was even up in the air, but it, it got confirmed. But now it looks like he's in contract disputes with Warner Brothers over a potential sixth season, which sucks, but hopefully they get that figured out. Obviously, he realized he was a hot commodity and didn't want to be taken advantage of, but You know, sometimes there's a limit. And considering he is technically an offshoot of the Sandman franchise, technically, because he's also connected to Hellstorm, which is, or not Hellstorm, sorry. um, He's connected to Constantine. Uh, Anyway, uh, Neil Gaiman confirmed that the first season of Sandman is written. Sets and casting actually began. Uh, for Netflix, but unfortunately production was halted due to COVID-19, as is everything. Why can't my life just be on hold at this point? Well, actually, that would kind of suck. Also, uh, speaking of shows being uh, put on hold, the production of the current season of the Pokemon anime has also been put on hold, mainly for the safety of its uh, cast and crew. And production staff. Uh, But speaking of that, the new season of Pokemon, which has been airing in Japan for quite a while at this point, uh, is coming to Netflix. So most of it will drop, I think, on June 12th. I'm not sure if it's going to be weekly or not. But Netflix got the rights to what is now being called Pokemon Journeys. And it sees Ash travel all over the regions. So Johto, Kanto... Uh, including Galar, this is the first time they're not going to focus on the new region as a whole, uh, with his new traveling partner, Go, I think that's how you say his name, who has a score bunny. So if you guys uh, are big fans of the Pokemon anime still, uh, it the new season in English drops on uh, June 12th on Netflix. Also in the news, HBO Max is... Uh, announced their release date, or launch date, I should say. That will uh, start streaming on May 27th. They've actually started releasing trailers for some of their programming. Elmo's getting his own late-night show. There's a new Looney Tunes show, which looks hilarious, and even adapted for current audiences and and brought into the new millennium. It actually still fits and and nails it just like the original originals did that I, I grew up watching that were decades old at the time I watched them as well. But uh, like I said, HBO Max, uh, May 27th, it launches, and it will have a couple of different scripted shows. You can uh, see all that stuff on uh, on their YouTube. Uh, Anna Kendrick is getting her own show called Love Life. 
Uh, we'll also have a, a library of classic TV titles, including Friends, The Big Bang Theory, Doctor Who, Rick and Morty, The Boondocks, The Bachelor, Sesame Street, The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, The O.C., Pretty Little Liars, Batwoman, Nancy Drew, Katie Keene, uh, DC's Doom Patrol, Anthony Bourdain, Parts Unknown will be there, uh, movies from Warner Brothers, New Lion, The Criterion Collection, Studio Ghibli uh, will have it, also HBO's uh, other things produced by HBO, this will be one of the only places you can watch South Park, uh, Gossip Girl, The West Wing are also set to be available within the first year of launch, so not right away, um, and it is going to be fourteen ninety nine uh, a month, and I wonder if it will take over your HBO Now subscription. I don't know. I don't remember what happens if you already have an HBO subscription. I'm sure we'll know more in the coming weeks as we get closer and closer to launch. Also, uh, it turns out The Mandalorian has already started pre-production on Season 3, which is awesome news to hear because I had only heard it was renewed for Season 2, uh, which could mean this could actually tie into the news about Michael Bain being cast and maybe Ahsoka coming to Season 3 because, like I said, I had heard Season 2 had wrapped. So it's possible that that's what that is related to. Also, uh, it turns out that the... Uh, creator of Russian Doll, the show on Netflix with Na Natasha Lyonne, uh, which is kind of like a Groundhog, modern-day Groundhog Day. Um, the creator of that show is working with Disney Plus, allegedly, on a new female-led Star Wars show. So that should be cool. My vote's on Dr. Afra, who's probably one of the coolest additions to the new canon. Uh, she's this technically archaeologist, like Indiana Jones type, who worked with Darth Vader and stuff, but then also works with the Rebels. And then has a pair of killer droids as her allies. It's pretty fucking cool, actually. She's an awesome character. She's one of my favorites. And then also, I uh, got some more news on the Cassian Andor show. Uh, they're, they've cast uh, quite a few more people, including Mon Mothma. Uh, I can't think of her name right now, but uh, it's the same actress. Genevieve O'Reilly, I think her name is. Uh, she's back as Mon Mothma. She did, was Mon Mothma in Rogue One, in Revenge of the Sith. And in Rebels, so this will be her fourth time as the character. It will, uh, it's confirmed to take place uh, five years before the film Rogue One. So it will have some characters uh, explored more. Tony Gilroy is taking over as showrunner. Uh, if you don't know who Tony Gilroy is, he actually oversaw the reshoots and rewrites on Rogue One. And uh, so, perfect person to lead the show. And Stellan Skarsgård is officially joining the Star Wars universe and will be joining the Cassian Andor show in some capacity. Which is pretty friggin' awesome if you ask me. I love Stellan Skarsgård in just about everything, everything he's done. Granted, he's already a major part of the MCU, so of course he's going to make it over to Star Wars. It's all in the House of Mouse there. Um, if you guys are big fans of The Office, well, there's still hope for some kind of reunion, says the showrunner. And uh, says it would also be a gargantuan task, obviously, to get everyone together. But um, maybe they'll do something like what Parks and Rec is doing this week for charity, which will be technically not a full episode because it's going to be over the internet and things like that. But 
who knows? Uh, they IGN actually had this interview with Greg Daniels. He created Parks and Rec, uh, showrunner on The Office, obviously. And he does have two shows coming. Uh, he created Amazon's Upload, which premieres on Friday, which I think is really cool looking. Uh, as well as the new Netflix Space Force, which comes out later this month, starring Steve Carell. Uh, so he's working with them. He said, direct... It's so personally satisfying for me to work with Steve again, and I have talked with Steve about the fact that in a year or so, we're going to start on Peacock as a rerun, and I'm sure they would love something, some sort of a, a something. I'm a little reluctant to open up the characters' endings because we wrote specifically to an ending, but as we hang around, we sometimes think about it, and there's a script that was written in season one. There was an extra script written about that was never shot called Pet Day, so I don't know. Sometimes we joke about gathering to do Pet Day. Oh, so it'd go back in time. Rumors of, uh, so, you know, they've been probably trying to get a reunion done. The Hell, they're doing a Friends reunion. Granted, there's a lot more time between the finale of that show and now. And uh, John Krasinski said, I love the idea of coming back together. I think it'd be impossible to get us all together to do a run of the series. But British shows have Christmas specials, so maybe they'll do that. Um... He also, uh, Steve Carell then said, some of the most fun memories personally and professionally are intertwined and connected with that show, without a doubt. Listen, I know everyone's talking about a reunion. Hopefully one day we just get to reunite as people and just all get to say hi, uh, also said by John Krasinski. So, uh, I, I, you know, I guys, I've talked about at length how I still think Parks and Rec is a superior show. I know people love The Office, I think, too much. I think people need to realize there's other stuff out there that they will enjoy. But that's a that's a separate issue. I could spend a whole hour talking about that alone. But that's that's another time, another day. But uh, let's see. So let's talk about. Uh, oh yes, yeah, Parks and Rec. I, I guess I should have mentioned that before I talked about it. Parks and Rec. The cast will be reuniting to do a scripted series via video chat on NBC this Thursday to raise money for charity. So, uh, by the time you guys are listening to this, uh, tomorrow night, technically, even though today is Sunday, uh, Thursday night, which is tomorrow for most of you, will um, uh, you'll be able to watch a reunion of sorts of the cast of Parks and Rec. Uh, also, uh, Westworld this past week was interesting, to say the least. We got to see more about Caleb and, and his story, and it turns out... He's not the man we think he is, but we also get to see a little bit more about Serac and Rehoboam, his AI that controls the future of, of humanity, technically. And this is a, an odd episode to put in in this place with only one episode left, and it looks like it's sowing the seeds for chaos, and Dolores is going to get her violent ends that she's wanted. Uh, her fight with Maeve was amazing to say the least but it's interesting to see that Dolores here is setting up that humanity causes its own downfall which is an interesting take and on top of this it was a slow episode personally for me I, I can't wait to see how they end it uh, this upcoming week but with that being said Westworld has been renewed for a fourth season so it might be another two years before we go on but the way this season is, is going, how do you make a fourth season? 
And that's something I've been struggling with trying to understand. Do you go from here where there's no more hosts? So you kind of lose out the whole idea of Westworld. Do you go back in time in between when he was Billy and became the man in black? So you focus on a time in there. Do you go to one of the other parks and see what happened there during all this nonsense, which from what it looks like was uh, relegated to just Shogun World, uh, the Raj, I think is what it was called, and Westworld. Do you go back in time all the way to the founding of the park? I Like, where where do you go from here? Because they're, they're somewhat painting themselves into a corner. So... Do you focus on now Ciroc and his startup insight? I, I just, I don't know where they're going. And I'm very, I'm going to wonder how they're going to end it and be able to set up a fourth season. Do you, do you have Bernard creating a new park? Do you have uh, Charlotte Hale or Dolores Hale, who's now on like a crazy rampage to go and attack people? I, I don't know. I don't know where you go from here. So, I don't know. And the this week's episode of Clone Wars, The Phantom Apprentice, was all about Ahsoka and Maul. And had to be, hands down, one of the best, if not the best, episode of The Clone Wars in its entire run. There is a epic fight between Ahsoka and Maul. Maul was trying to lure Skywalker there to at least somewhat stop the rise of the Sith, because, you know, he's all disillusioned by that. He offers Ahsoka a a chance at his side, and I'm pretty sure, you know, that Order 66 is, is next week. There's almost no denying that, because in this episode... Ahsoka learns about Anakin's uh, job to spy on the Chancellor. Obi-Wan says he's leaving for Utapau, which, as we all know, is literally uh, within a day or so, the same day, if I'm not mistaken, of Order 66. So, this is... We're in the endgame now. (laughs) But that fight with her and Maul is just so fucking cool. It ends with Maul's capture, sounding like a crazy person. We understand now why and how the Empire takes over Mandalore, which is literally already happening, technically. The only thing, and this is going to create some continuity errors here, is where and how and when does Rex take out that chip out of his head that he saw Fives go crazy for last uh, in the previous season. And he says he didn't betray his Jedi in in Rebels, and he shows the scar where he took the chip out, his inhibitor chip. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out next week, if not the week after. I, I really hope they don't push it to the final episode. And if they do, I hope these the final two episodes are, are long, longer episodes and not half-hour shows. But that is... Definitely something I can't fucking wait for. Oh man, it's so good. It was so good. Y'all need to watch it. Like, you need to go fucking watch it now. But that's it for TV. And uh, normally, at this time of a month, I would talk about 
uh, what's coming to Netflix and what's leaving. Well, I'm not going to talk about what's leaving right now, but I am going to talk about what's coming to Netflix, Amazon, and Disney Plus, as I'm sure a lot of you guys have uh, been looking for things to watch in your time uh, at home together and, uh, you know, self-quarantine or whatever you want to call it or just, again, I don't know how people want to describe what's going on. But um, uh, coming to Netflix in May, Ace Ventura on the 1st, Back to the Future 1 and 2, The Patriot, uh, all Underworld movies, so all three, uh, both Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory and Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Uh, those are all coming on May 1st. A new Jerry Seinfeld stand-up premieres May 5th, which looks fucking great. Uh, Avatar will be able to be streamed in its entirety for the first time, all three seasons. Uh, coming to Netflix on May 15th. A lot of people excited there. Uh, District 9 will also come to the, the platform on the, the 15th. A new Patton Oswalt stand-up special on May 19th. Uh, the movie Uncut Gems, the Adam Sandler movie, on the 25th. And the new Space Force show, led by Steve Carell, on the 29th. Amazon, uh, getting a whole lot of stuff in May as well, but just want to point out some some few things. Uh, the previously mentioned Upload show, starring Robbie Amell, uh, May 1st. I talked about that show before. It's where instead of dying, you can upload your consciousness into like a VR world. Uh, the Goldfinch, which was a... Movie created by Amazon, released in theaters, comes on the 8th. A stand-up special from Jimmy O. Yang. Uh, he's also known as uh, Jin Yang from Silicon Valley, if you guys watched that show. Uh, all five seasons of Alias will uh, be on on the 11th. And the film about Elton John Rocketman is coming on the 22nd. Uh, coming to Disney Plus this month is Homeward Bound 1 and 2, The Princess Bride, uh, John Carter on the 2nd. On the 4th, we will get all of the Star Wars saga. So The Rise of Skywalker will premiere on May 4th, also known as Star Wars Day. Uh, Also, the premiere of that making of show about The Mandalorian. Uh, Hello, Dolly, which is one of my favorite musicals. And the fantastic Mr. Fox at the end of the month. Uh, granted, there's a lot more coming, but I just focused on stuff that I like that I think you guys would like as well. And that's it for streaming. Let's move on to movies. Unfortunately, the Batman has been delayed to October of 2021 as production has been halted for the foreseeable future. Sucks, we gotta wait. Hopefully Wonder Woman doesn't get delayed again. Uh, James Gunn was being interviewed and said that if a Guardians of the Galaxy 4 is ever made, he will not direct it. He envisioned his story as a trilogy. It ends with Guardians of the Galaxy 3. So if they make a 4, he won't be involved. And I'm sure by then they'll introduce a new cast or something. Because the Guardians roster is always changing in the comics itself. Uh, Venom has also been postponed from its October release to June 25th of 2021 and has a new title. Venom 2, Let There Be Carnage. Hinting at a very large role for the villain Carnage or uh, Cletus Cassidy, who is going to be played by the 
ever amazing Woody Harrelson. Uh, also announced is a Hunger Games prequel film. Uh, will focus on a young President Snow and uh, is going to be related to the new book that is already out or is coming out from Susan Collins uh, about the same topic, a young President Snow uh, at age 18 in his rise to fame and relation to the Hunger Games in general. Uh, also in development is a live adaptation of One Punch Man for the movies. And granted, I've never watched One Punch Man, but its intro scenes and song are amazing. <laughs> it's just about a dude who can beat anything in One Punch. Even the Fallout one, someone made a Fallout One Punch Man, which is really funny. If, uh, I would go look on look for that on the internet as well. Um, Warner Brothers announced that Scoob will not be the first fully animated feature-length film to release in theaters based around Scooby-Doo, as they have announced that it will come to video on demand uh, later in the month, on May 15th, actually, which is good, because then we don't expose children to the wrong voices of the cast. Jerks. Uh, also announced that Tenant, the new film from Christopher Nolan, is still set for a July release as of right now. July is still two months away, and three months, well, two months, because it's going to be May. It's going to be May. Bow, bow, bow. Um, <laughs> um, sorry, sorry. Uh, I'm sure theaters will be open, be able to open in some capacity in the next two months as things start to die down. But uh, Tenant, Tenet, not Tenant, Tenet is still set for that release. Um, also announced Lego has signed a new deal with Universal Studios as their deal with Warner Brothers has expired. Uh, this will allow them... Uh, this is for new movies. No word on if they'll be allowed to use Emmett or Wild Style still. Uh, Lego Batman will probably be out of the question, so any hope for a Lego Batman 2 is just a pipe dream at this point. Uh, however, this will allow... Uh, filmmakers to use any existing universal property in a Lego film. Uh, they specifically mentioned Minions, The Fast and the Furious, which, you know, we just got a new Fast and the Furious set, uh, Jurassic Park, and uh, a lot of other movies, actually, that Universal owns. Um, and I'm drawing a blank. Back to the Future is one, and... Uh, a couple other things. So th those will all be available to use in future Lego films. Uh, Scary, st Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark is also getting a sequel after the massive success of the first film based on the wildly popular uh, children's, technically, scary books. So don't be surprised to see an uh, announcement on a future release date for that. Uh, Disney has changed up their release dates once again for future MC mo MCU movies. Thor 4 is being moved up to February 11th of 2022. And Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness has been pushed to March 22. March 2022. Meaning we're going to have back-to-back uh, -back Marvel movies in 2022. With Doctor Strange being delayed... Sony also announced delays for their Spider-Man films as uh, whatever Spider-Man 3 ends up being called 
will now release November 5th, 2021, the spot previously held by Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. And unfortunately, Spider-Verse 2 um, has been pushed to October of 2022. Fucking sucks, man. Shitty. Gotta wait so long for an awesome sequel to an awesome movie. Uh, Paramount also announced uh, delays to their films. Mission Impossible 8 have been delayed in uh, as their filming, which they were trying to do in Italy, has been indefinitely delayed. Uh, Mission Impossible 7 will now release on November in November of 2021 from August of 2021. And now uh, Mission Impossible 8 will release in November of 2022 from a previous September 2022 release date. So just a couple months for each one. Which I thought they were filming back to back. I, I don't know. And uh, this is interesting. Kerry Fukunaga, who is directing the new James Bond film, No Time to Die. Uh, while he was developing this one, he thought about retconning Spectre. And having the whole like uh, final act of that film. And even parts of No Time to Die take place in Bond's head. While he was being drilled into the head by Blofeld. Spoilers for Spectre. Which would have been actually really interesting if they did that. And now I kind of wish they did. Now that I'm thinking about it, that'd be really cool. Because while I did it very much enjoy Spectre, a lot of people did not. So it could also explain how Blofeld's still alive. I don't don't know. And uh, final bit of movie news here. AMC Theaters has announced that they do want to reopen. But they will not do so until there's new movies, which movies are being delayed left and right and even being released digitally. Um, like I said, as, as states kind of move to reopen, the Hollywood Reporter uh, says that AMC released a statement indicating the company's first priority is the well-being of its employees and customers. And uh, this, is, this is what they said exactly. As we plan our reopening, the health and safety of our guests and associates is our absolute highest priority. To be able to open, we also need a line of sight into into a regular schedule of new theatrical blockbusters that get people truly excited about returning to their favorite movie theaters. Those blockbusters are scheduled to return this summer, beginning with Warner Brothers Tenet and Disney's Mulan, with many more major titles scheduled immediately thereafter. And I swear to God, I am going to be one of the first people in line. I love going to the movies. And I've said before, it would really fucking suck if movie theaters go away. Because you cannot, without a lot of money, you cannot duplicate that experience at home. At all. You just can't. That is something that cannot be duplicated unless you have thousands of dollars to create your own home theater. But that is it. For movie news, we do have just a couple of other things just to discuss. Uh, DC is sticking to its plan to re- release comics digitally almost daily starting in May. And um, Marvel, unfortunately, has not announced any plans on releases. So that sucks. Uh, a new species of snake has been uh, found. And it's being named after Salazar Slytherin from the Harry Potter uh, franchise. It is a new pit viper, and it is a newly discovered species of green pit viper. It is, this is per the Journal of Zeus, Zeus Systematics and Evolution. 
The research team calls the species, which can be found throughout a East and Southeast Asia, the Trimemerosaurus Salazar, after the character Sal Salazar Slytherin, who was one of the founding members of Hogwarts. Ooh, that's a very pretty color of a snake. It's like a lime green. It is uh, one of 48 species of this genus found in the region, notable to its due to its orange-reddish stripe found on the side of its head in males. And the researchers use this, uh, its nickname is Salzar's Pit Viper. That's, uh, that's actually kind of cool that they found a new one and named it after him. And uh, final bit of news here, which is an interesting report. But Disneyland and Walt Disney World may not open this year as they uh, figure out a way obviously to you know keep people at a, a distance uh, they're considering keeping their theme parks and resorts closed until at least January 2021 uh, they have currently remain indefinitely closed uh, this is per the LA Times and Screen Rant uh, Walt Disney Co is likely to wait until January 1st to open its theme parks once they do, they will see only about 50% of its 2019 attendance, and that they can expect reduced profitability until there's a vaccine for the coronavirus. Uh, their stock did drop this week. Uh, they did get a downgrade from UBS. I don't know, who the, who the fuck is downgrading people and their credits right now? Nobody's making fucking money. It's ridiculous. Assholes. <laughs> um, of course, Bob Iger recently said Disney Parks and Resorts will implement new screening measures. They'll probably, uh, they'll probably look at implementing, uh, you know, temperature gauges at the park entrances. They're reportedly losing about thirty million dollars a day, which is really shitty. Um, Netflix has actually surpassed them recently in their value, but this should hopefully allow them to to build up the parks, get them ready, because if you think about it, Disneyland and other theme parks are definitely not prepared to handle a large influx of people being close together. I wonder if single riders will go away for the time for until they can figure out a better way. That park is not going to be open as long as it normally is because people need to be able to clean all those surfaces that people are touching constantly. You have about 20 plus thousand people a day in Disneyland on a given in a given time period. I think it's probably more. I'm I'm just I don't remember. I'm, I'm, I've been out of the theme park business for about five years. Just about. Uh, it's been four. It's almost four. Anyway. You need to figure out how to be able, for people to be able to keep their distance, especially in line. You need to be able to figure out a way to clean all these surfaces at all times. Because there is a fuck ton of surfaces at Disneyland. You're going to have to figure out a way to make sure people move in a certain direction. So I don't think they're just going to allow you to just meander through the park as usual and a lot of other things are going to be implemented you're probably going to have to have your temperature checked when you go in which is completely understandable I mean you shouldn't be going to Disneyland if you're sick to begin with they're probably going to be requiring masks That that's a given I mean a lot of places I'm sure you can't be walking into any sports stadium in the fall or next spring without a mask and just don't be fucking sick when you go out. But granted, as we've seen time and time again now with COVID, you might be a car carrier and be asymptomatic. So wear a fucking mask, people. 
If both people are wearing masks, your chance of infection is very, very low. It's not zero, but it's lower than if you're not wearing a mask. So, unfortunately, I was hoping to try the new Galaxy's Edge and the new ride this year. That looks like it's out of the cards for me and really fucking sucks. But, you know, life sucks. But that's it for Nick's Nerd News this week. I will catch you guys uh, next week. As always, check out nicksnerdnews.com where you can find links to all the show's uh, subscription pages for uh, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. You can also listen to the show right there in your browser if you prefer. So make sure to like and subscribe. Also, on nicksnerdnews.com, you can find links to all of our social media pages. Uh, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram are the three we currently use. And if you prefer to look at all of them in one handy-dandy place, you can do so at our social tab on the website. Or if you prefer to just pick one and and stick to one of those, you'll be missing out on a lot of good memes, though. Uh, You can go to... uh, You can find links to all of our pages right there as well. Other than that, I will catch you guys on the flip side, because it is gonna be May.